Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast with your hosts, Adam Zeitler and Kyle Rohde. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast. I am your host, Adam, the Ambassador Zeitler, here with my co-host, Kyle, the Delivery Man, Rody. Story time. We got to get right into it because we have a lot of stuff for this episode. I, I don't get time to say hello to anybody, not even Adam. Hi, how's it going? So what we got <laughs> for story time today, um, I enjoy a good trolling. Would you enjoy trolling people from time to time? Not, not like negativity trolling that we see all over social media but just a friendly troll here and there okay okay so anyways um what happened was is i received my um fantasy championship ring on uh it'd be uh last friday uh from my co-host congratulations thank you i appreciate that and um so me thinking i'm funny i sent a picture to the group chat of um one of our leagues with a picture of me with my hands on the steering wheel of the big brown truck with my big huge championship ring on and i was like okay that's you know funny and i'm like and i sent you know how's everybody's day going you know whatever just kind of be like fun with it but after that immediately after i'm smirking as i send it i reached to my pocket where my wedding ring would be (laughs) i cannot find my wedding ring (laughs) see when i gave uh, it to you i was like he's gonna lose this dude dude i i I almost lost one of the rings. <laughs> Which one I would have been in more trouble for? I don't even know. I have a feeling I know. But anyways, so I'm freaking out. Like I had to punch my board into break. Ironically, I'm parked outside of the post office when I'm doing this. And I'm like, where the heck is it? So I'm looking and looking. And then all of a sudden I look on the dash. Oh, there it is. But the, during that short amount of time, I actually, because I had to punch into break because now I'm wasting time trying to find it. only took a minute. In my head, that was way longer than that because... Yeah. I was thinking of all the repercussions had I not found that. Ironically enough, I went through something similar. Uh, I lost my truck keys. I actually <laughs> don't know if I should say that. <laughs> you lost your like your delivery? No, oh. my personal truck keys. Oh. And I still have not found them. That actually happened to me not too long ago, too. <laughs> maybe it's because we pour so much of our knowledge into um uh, uh this podcast. Maybe maybe that leaves us some um, no no brain, room no for, no no brain room no, no brain room, room. Uh, brain fog which we've discussed many times about uh situations that actually could really affect you mine was on a saturday which i never work saturdays at uh the big brown truck company but this day i did i actually seen you that day but anyways and then i get back to my personal vehicle keys are gone must fell out of my pocket who knows where and then uh my lovely wife had to come all the way to uh you know the center and bring me my extra set of keys yeah, that's how it went for me, too. Is it? Not yeah. fun. No? I spent no. like an hour looking for them. I looked all over the place. I could not find mine. And I, that's why I assumed, because that day I had like 200 some miles. It's somewhere out there, my guess is <laughs> um, about, about 100 See, miles away I, from here. But I have a lot more condensed area oh, where yeah. I could have looked, but I still, nothing. Yeah. I'm sure someone has them right now, and they're just... Pushing it going around town. Ford. <laughs> I mean, not Ford. It could be any vehicle. No, but uh, I'll keep my eye out for those. Maybe I'll see them when um, I'll just have to walk across everybody's grass like you do, yeah. and then I'll be able to maybe find them. There you go. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, Kyle, you're right. We got a ton to get through. It's almost overwhelming. As the weekend was going on with a lot of, a lot of great games. It is overwhelming. It was like, holy cow, how are we going to cover all this? And it, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. You know, um. Like I said, I cut down my hellos. You know, I'm, 
Wow. Anyways, did I'm you drink like a gallon of milk before we started, or no? That you, you can't do that. <laughs> if anybody wants to try to do that and send us a video, you can hit us up on Deliverymen, uh, <laughs> uh, our Twitter page at Deliverymen underscore FF, or our Facebook page at the Deliverymen Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> I recommend don't do that. Yeah, we're like starting to like suggest these things to our listeners, like the cinnamon challenge or whatever the crap. No, that man, do not do that. What? No. That was like a that's like a two years ago kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. When you get to be this age, everything just blends together. It's like, <laughs> was that last week? Was it two years ago? I don't know. It's either way is stupid. It, like, don't do it. Don't was do there like it. There's like a Tide Pod <sighs> challenge. Yeah, that that was a real thing. I can't, like okay, and that's it's pretty like, stupid. If you got sick or you got, I mean, I hope nobody passed away from that. I don't know all the statistics on that, but if you were dumb enough to try that, I'm sorry. Dumb. I mean, I mean, I, I suppose I could see from like a small infant's point of view, like, oh, these are colorful. These might be delicious. They're not. I learned something. But if you're like a teenager and you're trying that crap. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. I mean, now, would that be comparable to like back in the day when like if kids swore that the parents would put soap in their mouth? No. No. Well, like they're punishing themselves nowadays. I think it was like that. I don't know exactly what the Tide Pod thing was, but I thought it was like you eat the whole thing, like you swallow it. Like wonder, that's pretty dangerous. I wonder how that comes out the other end. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, I don't know if it does because you probably die before you pass it. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, anything that we've covered so far in this episode, um, uh, losing your wedding ring, uh, Tide Pod challenge, um, and the cinnamon challenge, and yeah, and don't the, do any of those and, things. And the cinnamon thing is like instead of instead of like eating it, you, like when you put the spoon in your mouth. It's still powdery and like your saliva can't soak it all up. Yeah. So then when you inhale, because you take, you'll take a breath eventually. Yeah. You inhale all that cinnamon is going into your lungs instead of your uh, stomach. That's so bad for you. Don't I, be I can't stupid. imagine that being really great for you. Oh, that's so dumb. If you think this is great for you, you can, no, I'm just joking. Okay. Anyways, okay. Enough with the, okay. A disclaimer. Uh, don't do anything we've set up until this point, except for enjoying the podcast. Oh man. Um, well, you know, there was uh, there oh. was some stuff I wanted to mention last week because last week we officially went to two episodes a week. Absolutely. Um, I totally forgot to mention that. but Yeah, well, that kind of probably surprised some people. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening tonight, we have officially moved to two episodes a week, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people are happy about. We've, we've been recommended multiple times by multiple fans mm-hmm. that uh, we need to get more out there. Eventually when this gets big, it's an everyday thing, except for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Gotta watch football. That's right. Yeah. Um, also something else that we didn't really mention. <laughs> like this is a new new season. I don't know, we mentioned that. Maybe. But uh we have new segments. We have a lot of new segments. We got a lot of new stuff coming up this year. Mm-hmm. And uh obviously we're already past week one, but <laughs> we got so much stuff. We just mentioned that we got like brain fog. We're so overwhelmed. My brain actually is has forgotten everything we were going to talk about today. <laughs> well, you can hear us again on Thursday. Um, have a good night. No, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, no, because it's like we're still like, it's like I feel like we're both kind of on fire right now. You're kicking ideas to me. I'm kicking ideas to you. Uh, mine are kind of out there. But, you know, it's like either way, it's it's like, holy cow, gears are turning. When I was roll- r- writing my notes today, um, when I got home, I literally, I had to like lay down. Well, like, that, he, the... <laughs> he, he wrote like a book of notes, which I feel bad because I didn't write that much. I have like five pages, like 
front to back. You're going to hear Adam talking notes. a lot today. Um, the other thing, obviously, we want to mention, uh, last year we had a giveaway, pretty big deal. Uh, this year we are also having maybe, we haven't really confirmed it yet, but maybe multiple giveaways. It depends on how things are going because things are really, really chugging forward. I mean, uh, we're not too far away from our next giveaway, which when we get to that point, then we'll announce what that giveaway is and what it entails. That one should be pretty good because it forces you to actually pay attention and then reach out to us, contact us and whatnot and get us, you know, get our attention so you can get your hands on the jersey. Yeah, and that's all uh that's all Kyle's idea. I gotta give him full credit for that one. He's Yay. really excited about it. I'm excited about it. Everyone, I'm, I'm glad uh, he's excited about it. Everyone way. needs to be excited about it. Also, obviously like way, way, way in the future we got uh, our playoff challenge that we will be doing Ooh. again. Um, and that's going to be, I, 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 we had a great time. That was a lot of that. fun. Yep. I think, um, and we had a decent turnout from it last year. I mean, uh, I mean, what was it? Five dollars an entry. And Something then, like and then we had, I, I forget how many teams they had, like 12, 15 teams. Yeah. It's like winner take all. It was pretty good. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoyed that as well. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on this year. We're very excited to continue the podcast again. Thank you. Normally we do this at the end, but especially thank you to all the listeners. What a great welcoming to this episode. (laughs) People reviewing, uh, and we've been hearing personally through texts and whatnot that, uh, that they really like what we're doing. So it's fun. So go on there and, and, and if it's not too much to ask, write a little review, give us five stars. Mm Mm-hmm. It's nice. If or you uh, can give me your Apple login information. I can do it for you. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Steal your money. Anyways. Here we go. Are we ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. <laughs> Let's get into some news. Breaking news. Look, this is kind of old news, but we got to start somewhere. Older news. The Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman to the practice squad. They signed Latavius Murray uh, after the Saints uh basically asked him to take a pay cut he said no i want my money he's like he's like no i will not take a pay cut and then i will settle for the veterans uh minimum <laughs> uh for a different team so yeah um yeah that's yeah what i mean i'm not do. a financial guy but i'm thinking in well maybe he wanted a shot at being like a number one okay i'll give him that okay we'll just leave it at that yeah yeah. I, well, he's not number one there right yeah. now, currently, so I don't know. <laughs> he has but, a chance. I hope it works out for you. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a financial guy. Latavius so. Murray gets signed uh, to the 53-man roster, so obviously that is above Freeman and uh, Lev Bell. Uh, he played Monday. Uh, he looked all right, but, I mean, he was on the he was on the team for, was it even, was it 24 yeah. hours until it he played? Maybe two days at tops. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was on the field. He played a couple snaps. Um, I believe he scored a touchdown. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's out there. And everyone is still waiting to see if Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell get signed from the practice squad. So that has not happened yet. No. Nope. So right now the Ravens are moving forward with Murray and uh, what's Williams? What's his name? Ooh, that's a tough one because uh, it's like it's like it's like Trey – Son, or something like that. I'll look it up. <laughs> All right. Um, the this is pretty brand new. Uh, I believe this was in the last twenty four hours. The Saints, quote unquote, handful of offensive coaches test positive for COVID, um, and just released today. Michael Thomas is on the reserve COVID list. It's Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. I was dang close. 
So yeah, the Ravens are moving forward with Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams. Nice. Um, yeah. So Saints got a couple offense coaches on the they tested positive for COVID. Michael Thomas is on the reserve list. That doesn't really matter yeah, because he's on IR anyways. Yeah, he's on the PUP. Um, probably not going to even be eligible till week six or later. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's out there. Um, be careful with your Saints players. Uh, you're thinking Alvin Kamara. That's probably the biggest one, obviously. Right. Keep an eye on that. Um, I believe they play Sunday, so you got a little extra time for that. Keep two eyes on that. Uh, this was big news. I thought. Ronald Jones is to start week two after yeah. the fumble. After the fumble, which is a kiss of death usually in Tampa Bay there with their uh, yeah. coach there. But, um, they, I mean, that was, I, I was surprised to hear him say that. But then in the same sense, I, I don't trust him. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't. It's hard to trust anybody in that backfield, but this is definitely a big boost. Well, I'm just saying I don't Jones. trust the coach. Yeah, well, mm. right, yeah. I mean, as soon as that fumble happened, I thought, well, he's not going to play the rest of the game. I don't think he touched the field the rest of the game. No. And then, like, the play after uh, Leonard Fournette had missed a catch and turned into an interception, mm-hmm. it looked like a pretty simple, easy catch that he should have made. Right. And then he was also in the doghouse, and I believe you saw Gio Bernard for the most of the remainder of the game. Yeah. I wonder how many doghouses he owns. He, he Three, I would three that say. We know of. <laughs> But it's got to get the three to get Keyshawn Bond on there. So. <laughs> he has three dog houses. One is for Jones, one is for Fournette, and one is for Gio. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's that's what what it's what it's been all last season. Oh, right. One of these guys make a mistake like that, and they're done. And it seemed to work for Tampa Bay, so I'm not going to question his. Right. Uh, yeah. You know. uh, Zach Martin, the Dallas offensive lineman, is activated from the COVID list. He's with the team right now. Um, so that's a big upgrade in Dallas, even though they played and they played very well against Tampa Bay last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers defensive back, Jason Verrett, uh, torn his ACL. He is out for the season. Uh, he was one of their better defensive backs. So mm-hmm. this kind of goes to if you have the San Francisco 49ers defense. Do you have that they since then have uh, signed uh, Drake Kirkpatrick? No. Okay. I mean, not that it's really relevant, relevant, but... That's who they went and signed to kind of substitute them. Um, all right, let's get into the bad news. Let's get into some injuries. Uh, injuries, I can't find it. Nope. Do you really want to hurt me? My drop board has changed so much from last <laughs> week to this week, and I've added so many, and it's crazy right now. Can you sort them out? Or is it just like they uh, are where they are? I kind of did. You know, but uh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, injuries. Uh, Jerry Judy has a high ankle sprain. Uh, I did not see. I've I've watched a lot of the highlights for a lot of the games. This is one that I have not seen. From what I have heard, a lot of people were surprised that he did not break his ankle. Yeah, that's what I heard. So this must have been pretty nasty. So this was probably the better. It's the best of a bad situation. Right, yeah. yeah. High ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Uh, he officially went to the IR today. Um, KJ Hamler is filling in for him. He's practicing with the first team offense right mm-hmm. now. Yep. So that bumps up Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and now Hamler gets in there too. Right. Uh, Rashad Penny calf injury. He is week to week. Uh, they're saying he's out week two. This isn't like this is more confidence towards uh, 
Chris Carson, Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. even though you were confident in him before. But you always kind of had that. I have Chris Carson in in uh, one or two leagues, and it always made me like nervous. But there's Rashad somebody Penny's. looking over his shoulder. Yeah, Rashad yeah. Penny's there, and they're always talking about him. But mm-hmm. um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't even know how to pronounce this, but Hib sub sublication sublic. I don't know. The magic man. Now you see me. Nah, you don't. don't. You definitely don't see him anymore. <laughs> Unfortunately, <he's> a, <laughs> such a bummer. Don't see him. Oh, you're not going to see him either unless he's on the sidelines. Uh, he Ouch. is on IR. He's out six to eight weeks. Yeah, it's like like you said, hip something. When when the words get that big after hip, I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't sound good. I believe if I spelled it correctly, it's sub luxation sub subluxation sub, 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 capacitor. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Essentially, what it is is the, it sounds the, like part of the Millennium the Falcon. Hip, like it might be the hip bone. <laughs> you know, there's like that little uh, like the ball that connects into your uh, like pelvis area. Essentially, that like came out. Wow. Yeah, that's not good. No, that's not supposed to. Bo Jackson that. had that happen, and he put it back in place himself. Oh. And that didn't work out well. So Eesh. you don't do that. Uh, so what does this mean for the Washington football team? What that means is they got Taylor Heineke going to be running the ship there. Uh, Kyle Allen uh, is going to be the backup to uh, Taylor Heineke. Heineke did take a lot of first team uh, reps in the preseason um, during their games, so uh, he's going to be the one taking the helm there. Uh, Fitzpatrick, they, what was the timetable? Six to eight weeks, something Six to like eight that. Weeks. And by that point, it's like if, if Taylor Heineke's doing good. Yeah, it might be just his show because it's like they did sign him to that two-year uh, contract in the off-season, so it's like it almost seemed like they were going to go with him anyways. So Such classic fits magic. <laughs> it is. It's like here's my starting job. Here, here you go, Taylor. Enjoy. Oh, it's like come man. on, man. It was like everything was looking up. You know, I mean, I don't know, but to the rest of the offense, I think there's down ticks in the receiving game. Um, I think Antonio actually, Gibson's going to be fine. I actually think uh, I like Logan Thomas more. Well, I like Logan Thomas. I'm talking about like the like the receiving corp as far as uh, right. McLaurin. Yes. And um, uh, was That's that Debo Brown or something? No, it's pretty much That's it. pretty much it. I just wanted to grab a name <laughs> of one of the other wide receivers to make it seem like I wasn't just focused on McLaurin. Uh, yeah, Curtis Samuel was another one that I was going to mention, oh, but yeah. I have him lower down. The, he's out with a groin injury. Groin. Uh, yeah, this was, I don't want to say this was surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, it was looking like, oh, he's looking like he's going to play. And then I think it was Thursday or Friday, uh, they put him on IR. Uh, the earliest he is eligible to play is week four. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes along with Fitzpatrick. Uh, so it's like the baby IR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raheem Mostert, this was probably the biggest news out of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, out with a knee, it was looking like it was going to be eight weeks. Um, and then earlier today, he announced that he's out for the season. He's going to have surgery on his knee. Um, and with that news, Kerryon Johnson was signed to the practice squad. To the- <laughs> okay, it's You're so, looking it's so for ironic. something. It's so ironic because it's like I'm sitting there. Okay, if you don't know um, My Chemical Romance, uh, very popular in the emo scene like 10 years ago. I'm sitting here jamming out to that while I was doing laundry because, yeah, I'm, I get it. I, I live here, too. I can do laundry. Don't don't <laughs> give me, like, some kind of a role. But anyways, I hear that. And I'm like, whatever happened to Kerryon Johnson? And then right today it presents itself, and I make sure. I'm like, 
hey, Adam, are you going to talk about Kerryon Johnson? You know, he probably already knew there was something up, but it's like, oh, what a gift. What a gift from the fantasy gods. That, that's like, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, okay, you can carry on. Um, <laughs> Look, I had Raheem Mostert on my bus list. And you this look <laughs> fulfilled that <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Like this is the way that it happened. But with that, like I, I wanted to put him on the bus list because he's known for not being healthy. Right. Majority of the season. Um, was averaging 10 yards a carry. Yeah. And his two carries. So Just he's going to finish the season with uh, two fantasy points. Yep. So what, 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 no. Is there any coming back from this? Given his age, I, given that I thought about it today, so what's he thirty-one? He's up there. He's up there. It's like, is this is this it? I like. I feel like you've been. This is why it feels gross. Be done. This is why it feels gross because, like, I feel bad. Like, I I put him on the bus list, and I'm like, am I happy that I'm right? But I, I'm not happy <laughs> that like this is the way that it happened because this very well might be the end of Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. It um, is sad, and it is all on you, by the way. Oh, come on. Else. Don't do that to uh, me, I'm man. It's low-hanging fruit here, buddy. Man. I'm happy that I could help people on their fantasy teams, but yeah, sometimes being correct is Doesn't hurtful. always feel good. It's no, hurtful. I got you. Um, Jeff Okuda, uh, the Lions defensive back, ruptured his Achilles. He's out for the season. He was probably, again, one of the better defensive backs on that team, mm-hmm. so this really weakens the Lions defense. Mm-hmm. Um. This just means whoever's playing them more confidence and going the against the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley is limited in practice. Look, we're going to talk about him on the Jack Legs list. Uh, he, you were not happy you started him. Jack Legs. And a lot of people, I believe, did because you drafted him in the first round. Mm-hmm. They're saying he is going to be limited, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, yeah. Not fun if you have Saquon Barkley on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Gibson, uh, was he was, I don't want to say out with a shoulder, but he is full participation in practice. So that's good news if you have any worries about Antonio Gibson. Uh, Michael Gallup goes on the IR list. Uh, he had a calf strain. Um, he went out early in the Tampa Bay game, uh, going out IR I don't know when the earliest he can play as I didn't see a timetable for him. I didn't him. see that either. Um, and he looked good up until that point. I'd like to point that out in the Dallas offense. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. Um, and I believe that's all I have for injuries. Yeah, all I was waiting for was the carry on one. So I, I'm, I'm fulfilled. <laughs> I'm, I'm you good. had that button. Just I was just waiting. Then when you did say it during breaking news, I was like, I hope he didn't forget. But no, no, it came around nicely. Yeah, I, I feel like it fit in there well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, are you ready for the first <laughs> first studs list of uh, the 2021 um, delivery man season? My drop board can uh, because I'm a stud. Tell you exactly how I feel. There we go. Let's look into some studs because I'm a stud. How about some quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray. Holy crap. That Arizona offense looks great. Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that you, when you drafted Kyler Murray, you you were happy to get the little bonus points on the ground. He scored a touchdown on the ground. Um, 
his passing wasn't like super fantastic. Look, you take the six points away from uh, from Murray, and he's at twenty. What am I mm-hmm. at here? He's at. When you took six away, do math. Twenty-seven. Yeah. yeah. But when you get that, <laughs> when you get that rushing touchdown, it's just really sweet. Rushing touchdowns are just yeah. on quarterbacks because it's like that's what you want, especially oh, in yeah. your leagues. It's just. It's just worth more in general, and it's just that's what makes those uh, top tier quarterbacks top tier. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. Uh, how about where am I at here? Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also a rushing touchdown for Patrick Mahomes. Started off the game really kind of slow, but uh, really picked it up later on in the game. And then they just looked because at first I was like Cleveland's running all over them. Um, and I was like, well, maybe Cleveland's going to be the real deal this year. And then Patrick Mahomes is like, oh, okay, that's right. We started the game and then lit it up. This next one, I got a, I have a stat that uh, I'm very proud that I looked up, uh, but I have to find it because I had it in the <laughs> my review. Jameis Winston is on the studs list. Mm-hmm. Um, five passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This is one I want to bring up. Hold on. Give me one second here. I wanted to look up. When did Jameis Winston have 25 plus fantasy points in a week without? Yes. Without throwing an interception. <laughs> was it his rookie season? <laughs> there was only three times ever. <laughs> and how long has he been in the league? Uh, since uh, six two, years. Yes. <laughs> wow. Since 2015, his rookie season, week 11, he had 28.8 fantasy points. 2017, week four, he had 25.4 fantasy points. And then this week, 2021, week one, 29.6 fantasy points. When I was looking through this list, I there was a lot, a lot of 25-plus fantasy points for Jameis Winston. But then I'd scroll and I'd see that interception. Sometimes I'd see three interceptions. It was like, Sometimes oh there are more interceptions than touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the the thing about the situation, I also wanted to bring up an interesting fact too. Uh, he had five touchdowns on 148 yards passing. It's the lowest right. output. It's the lowest output of passing yards to get five touchdowns since 1948. <laughs> I forgot what the name of the guy was, but I thought that was kind of amazing in itself. That it's like, dude, through because what did what did Rogers throw for 131? Something like that, close to his, but it's like he had two interceptions, zero touchdowns. I bet you it was that uh, laser eye surgery that we brought up before. Yeah. That's probably you, what did you, it. Yeah, you can take full credit for that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, I did. I called him. I'm like, hey, did you ever think about this? He's like, you know, I don't know, man. And I'm like, just try it. It worked out well for him. <laughs> Jared Goff uh, was surprising. What was a on name him. I never thought I'd say. Uh, yeah, to be on the stud Because list. I'm a stud. This was, look. Jameis Winston and Jared Goff surprised are on this list. Mm-hmm. If you told me that they were going to be on this list before week one, uh, you're nuts, man. <laughs> he had 38 completions on 58 attempts, 338 yards. He only had one interception, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rushed for 14 yards. Mm-hmm. This f- was weird. <laughs> Yeah, because in all actuality... He had no wide receivers that scored well. This was all to his running backs. This was all to Hawkinson. Yep, yep. Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift, and yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I I believe, and I'm going to have to check this out real quick, he actually outperformed 
Matthew Stafford. Yes, he did. With 321 yards, <laughs> while Jared Goff had 338. Both had three touchdowns. Hey, uh, who would have thought Detroit got the great end of that deal? Matthew Stafford is not on the studs list. No, he's not. It's looking like uh, Detroit did win that. Well, Detroit, you pulled one over <laughs> on the Rams. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, this I don't want to say was surprising. We know he what he could do with his legs. Mm-hmm. Watching the uh, kind of watching some of some of this game. Jalen Hurts can throw. He he did. He cut her loose quite a bit. Yeah. This dude, he looks good. I mean, I put him on my bust, so I'm not going to just jump aboard the, hey, let's praise uh, Jalen Hurts train yet. But uh, I will. Okay, you can. <laughs> you can. But then in retrospect, who were they playing? Yeah. When we get to that game, okay, I kind of okay. have all the Eagles and asterisks because uh, they played Atlanta, and Atlanta's defense is horrible. Uh, Tom Brady was on the list. Uh Man, this was incredible. We can talk Tom Brady, Dak Prescott back to back because both of them are on this list. Mm-hmm. That game was incredible. It was a good game. Way to open up the season. I mean, just a high scoring affair, a lot of passing. It was exciting, at least from the passing game. I mean, some of the running backs uh, that you maybe have put a lot of uh, uh, draft capital in, they seem to let you down. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the last guy we'll talk about on the quarterback studs list, Russ Wilson. Russ Wilson uh, had a bomb game, a good bomb game. A good bomb game. He threw a couple bombs. And they looked on target. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, is this, uh, we buying into the same old Russell Wilson show? Yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> you know? hard because it's like last year I went on record saying, no, he's broken the curse. He's going to do it. He's not going to, you know, fizzle it, out. It was the same old and Russ. And it was the same old Russ. Prove me. Right last year, wrong this year, that it's going to continue on you fizzling out. See, maybe that's what he needs. He needs the motivation. I say you're going to fizzle. So he's going to be like, I'm going to show Kyle, if that's his voice. I imagine <laughs> similar to that. <laughs> yeah, he looked good. That whole team looked good. I'm really happy that we had Lockett on our... Uh... Very good pickup. I was thinking that, like, because uh, peel the curtain back, uh, as we had seen in our um, last Tuesday's episode, we were in the middle of our auction draft. Adam grabbed Tyler Lockett without my knowledge, and it turned out to be a pretty stinking good investment. Heck yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty proud of you in that. It's worth the $10. Ten. Our average for our wide receivers, I think, is less than $10. And they they were balling. They, they were good. They were sweet. So they can just keep on doing that. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 sports and studs, sorry, but we're really kicking it right now. We're going to run this league. We man. are going <laughs> to all... But the path to the championship runs through delivery men. All right, let's move on. Uh, some more studs. Amari Cooper. Look because this I'm a stud. This dude went off. Uh, he went, let me look it up here. He went 16 targets, 13 receptions. Look, PPR, half PPR. Holy smoke. That's six and a half points. That's 13 points right there. That's a lot of targets. That's a lot of targets mm-hmm. against the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, they made Tampa Bay's defense not look so Tampa Bay-ish. No. Yeah. And with, with like we said, Zach Martin out for that game, the offensive line. Which, note, he has returned from the COVID yes. now this week. So. Yeah. But he was out for that game. I thought, I man, I really didn't know what to expect from Dallas's offense. Well, right, because you were in question because of Tampa Bay's defense. Right. You know, and, and then Dak coming back. Is he going to be gun shy? You know, is he going to be afraid? No, he and showed up. He, man. It was good. It was a great opener. 
he had 13 receptions, 139 yards. Not one, but two touchdowns. Because I'm a stud. What a stud. Because I'm a stud. This guy, look, I hate to admit this. I have to admit when I'm wrong. I passed on Amari Cooper in a lot of drafts. I would say basically 100%. I don't have any Amari Cooper. Because when it got there, I thought all offseason he's dealing with, what was it, an ankle? Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, man, I don't know. And I was wrong. Well, I mean, you, we do in our sports and suds league, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and see, that was another awesome pickup by Adam. I did not, <laughs> but like like Adam's admitting when he's wrong, I'm on board with that. For some reason, I know I know CD Lamb was going to be the real deal, and he looked great. But but Amari Cooper just, you know, I was nervous. Him. And that's yeah. all, we, we only have him in the one league. Yep, and... But he looks 100%. He looks uh, – the the two things we were worried about was Amari Cooper. That's why we like CeeDee Lamb mm-hmm. a little bit more. And then Dak Prescott, you know, coming off, well, he, you know, is he is he 100%? Is he not? Yeah, they both look like mm-hmm. they're ready to tear down this league mm-hmm. and throw for 5,000 yards. Yep, well, they're on a decent pace to do so, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next stud, Tyreek Hill. Because I'm a stud. Look. I mean, it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill in the game. 15 targets, 11 receptions, 197 yards, one touchdown. How many times are we going to talk about Tyreek Hill? This, this year, list? out of a 17-game season, we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk about him at least higher, 13 times. I was going to say higher, lower, 13. I'm going to – no, that's where the line is, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, if that were the number, I'd say higher. Because, I mean, he's going to have some off know, games. Man. But it's like – it's just – the, the guy does not lose a step from year after year. And it's like, like I, once again, it's like, I felt like me picking him in my, uh, in my, on my dynasty team. I was like, you were nervous. Uh, I was nervous. I was nervous. And him being in my first round set the tone for the rest of the draft for me. And I was like, Oh man, I hope I'm right. And then he goes and, you know, he's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Oh man. He looks pretty stinking good. Yes. Yeah. Really stinking good. <laughs> I'm really happy about Tyreek Hill that we uh, know and love. Uh, how about Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel, uh, great, great showing for Debo Samuel. Um, you got this, the numbers on him, but he um, he was another one of those question marks in the year. Um, I don't remember when has he played a full season yet? No, no, he hasn't. He's never played a full season. And I they mean, said since high school, basically. Since... <laughs> oh, that's. I mean, I don't know how long ago that was for him. For for me, he's twenty five years old. Oh, so. oh my gosh, he's just a pup. Anyways, um, he he looked great. I mean, the, the San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco's office, uh, office, <laughs> offense just looked great altogether. I mean, twelve uh, targets, Jimmy nine Jay. receptions, one hundred and eighty-nine yards. Man, one touchdown. If he can stay healthy, he's gonna have an awesome year. Yeah, man. Uh, I I like him a lot. I like I have him in one league. Mm-hmm. I tried to make a trade for He's him. He's trying to another, make that happen. Uh, because I have Trey Lance, and I really like to get that stack. Um, moving on, where are we? Adam Thielen. This one surprised me. But watching yes. this game, watching this game, one thing I don't want to I don't want to admit that I'm wrong yet. But I don't have Adam Thielen anywhere. I kept passing him in drafts. Right. Adam Thielen looks like. Uh, Kirk Cousins comfort, what do you call it? Like uh, um, his, his escape. He's looking for Adam Thielen 
on third downs, you know, he obviously trusts Adam Thielen. We'll just call him Mr. Dependable. He's very comfortable mm-hmm. with Adam Thielen. That's the word that I'm looking with. Looking, I'm looking for with. whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Thielen looked really good. Uh, how about this one? Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Look, me and you. We, we, and we you. wrote him off last year saying, dude, just retire. Just hang it up. And then here he comes back. He's he picked up right where he left off when he had two touchdowns in the Super Bowl and just rolls out another two touchdown performance. I text you after this game and I said, Gronk is just going to be a pain in the butt this year. Yep. I don't know how many times he's going to be on this list or how many times you're going to be comfortable starting him in fantasy. Well, but yeah, this mean, was a very confusing start. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, thanks for keeping me, you know, questioning everything I know. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I mean, what's, what, I mean, with the returning of OJ Howard, it's like you thought maybe that would kind of dig in there a little bit. But no, Gronkowski is still Tom Brady's uh, favorite tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. One of your Ooh, gems. Because I'm a stud. I was really happy about Corey Davis. But the thing is, at the beginning of the game, up until he did he did end up getting 97 yards, five receptions, two touchdowns. But those two touchdowns came late. So it was one of those things where, at the beginning of the game, I'm like, ooh, the Jets still really stink. But, you know, it was, uh, you know, and I was talking about, um, oh, what the heck, Sam Darnold. Um, this being his year where he finishes in the, what did I say, top 10? Yeah, top 10, I think, or top 12. I'll have to review the last episode. But it I don't was, think you went that high. I thought I went pretty uh, bold on him. Did you? I'll have to look. But um, with it being his revenge game, he definitely got revenge. But, yeah, the New York Jets, I mean, I was happy with Corey Davis's performance. Uh, I'd be pretty I'm just, confident I'm, with I'm him. Think, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, Crowder does come back this week for his many, injury. How many targets did he have? He had, let's did see. You have that up? I did not have that up. He had seven targets by receptions. Yeah, that's comfortable. I feel. I'll be confident with that. Okay. I mean, it was against the Panthers defense. So it's like, eh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Tyler Lockett, Tyler five Lockett. targets, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Because I'm a stud. Look, when we said, yeah, is- when we said Russ was bombing, he was bombing at Tyler Lockett. Yep. Both of these both of these touchdowns were well, I mean he had four receptions, mm-hmm. hundred yards. So yeah, it's twenty five yards of reception, but they didn't work out like that. There was some long bombs. I want to say the one was fifty plus. Yeah, they think yeah. they both were. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the other you, ones are behind the line of yeah, scrimmage. Look, this is what you drafted Tyler Lockett for. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna he's gonna suck some weeks. Yep. But when he goes off He goes off in a big yeah. way. So it's we like all or nothing with this guy. We have him uh, in our number two flex in the sports and studs, and I feel like that's perfect. If that if you have that there and you start it each and every week, we understand. Okay, you're not going to pan out some weeks, mm-hmm. but you have that sort of upside where you're on the studs list. Yeah, right. He can win you lo- weeks. He can lose you weeks. Uh, moving on, DeAndre Hopkins, number one target. That for- that, that offense is really great. I mean, uh, the Cardinals offense, you know, Kyler Murray, like we had stated earlier with the quarterback studs, he was, all, you know, I think today's uh, word of the days could be balling. He's balling. Uh, eight targets, six receptions, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. This next one, I'm, I'm <laughs> I can't believe this. Christian McCaffrey was the number one 
running back on the week with no touchdowns with no touchdowns it's insane it's like such an insane stat i mean how he had 21 rushing attempts 98 yards mm-hmm. he had nine nine targets nine receptions 89 yards i mean i mean th- this is the 101 this is why he's there imagine mm-hmm. he scores one touchdown oh yeah then he's just in the stratosphere and this is a guy that scores multiple touchdowns mm-hmm he still finishes Man. number one with no touchdowns. That's insanity. It's, uh, it's, it's classic CMC. All right, let's finish this up. We got a lot to talk about. Um, Joe Mixon, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, Christian Kirk was one of the surprising names. Um, mm-hmm. I seen him drafted in one league, and I can't lie, I chuckled when I saw it. I said, yeah, you're going to drop him after week one. And Shame on me. You are not going to. No. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown, Jamal Williams, Sterling Shepard, DeAndre Swift, Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb. Cooper Cup, I think we'll talk about later. Uh, he's one of the guys I'm very excited about. Unfortunately, I have no shares of. No. Uh, let's move on to the bad news. Let's go to the Jack Legs list. Jack Leg. All right, let's let's breeze through these very very quickly because uh, the less we need to talk about these guys, the happier we're going to be. Jack Leg, Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Michael Pittman, Michael Hardman. I don't know why you would have started Michael Hardman. I don't have him anywhere. I don't understand why you have him anywhere. Some people like the ceiling of Michael Hardman. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and drop Michael Hardman. Okay. Moving on, Elijah Moore. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk had a goose. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, Cortland Sutton, Marquise. Is it Marquise or Marquez? Marquez Callaway? Marquez. Marquez Callaway. Yep. I was very, very close. You were. Ramondre Stevenson. Kyle, I know you don't want to talk about it. He had I don't want to talk about it. Negative 1.4. I don't want to talk about it. He's just warming up. He's just warming up. He's still going to be a gem. That fumble, though, man. Uh, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, Bill ain't going like that. <laughs> yeah. Dog house. Uh, Saquon Barkley, James Robinson, Robert Tanyan, Russell Gage had a goose. <laughs> he is going to be a drop candidate yeah. after tomorrow. Yeah. This, yeah. No, I agree. You drafted him very late. You were hoping, well, let's see what happens in week one. Yeah, that whole team really didn't look good. No, it didn't. I'm hoping that they needed to knock some rust off and maybe turn around next week. But guess who they're playing next week? We'll, we'll tell you about that in the end of the episode, but <laughs> ain't looking good. Yikes. Uh, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Rodgers. Jack Leg, Matt Ryan, Ronald Jones, negative 1.6, had that fumble. Uh, Julio Jones, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Mike Kosicki had a goose. <laughs> Anybody you want to talk about here very quickly here, Kyle? Well, would Ryan Fitzpatrick be considered a jack leg in this? I don't really I mean, go off got injury. Hurt, so yeah. I, I mean, there were some some surprising ones. I mean, I don't think you should... um. Like all of a sudden, panic. I mean, uh, somebody had reached out for information on like, hey, I'm I'm angry at my team. Should I just trade away these guys? I'm like, no, 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 no. Because I saw their roster, very well drafted, very great offense. I'm very great roster. I'm like, don't panic, don't freak out. I essentially took the Aaron Rodgers thing where you got to relax. It's just week one. Don't burn the house down right now. Right. Couple guys I'll mention very quickly here. I'm not nervous about. Obviously, they are on the Jack Legs list. 
Ezekiel Elliott, Najee Harris, any of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they're going to bounce back. Yeah. Um, Javante Williams, I put him on here because I think some people started him. Um, but he's splitting. I mean, this is this is like one of the – I don't want to say the best Jack Legs, but like I, I don't think you were starting him – you were starting hoping for a ceiling or, you know, kind of seeing right. what happened. Hopefully you didn't start him. Um, but it was promising. So he's, like at, a, he's like a stud. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking at the snap share, Javante Williams, it looks promising. Um, mm-hmm. um, um, Michael Pittman wasn't the number one receiver. No. And in, uh, I mean, I was disappointed that Indianapolis lost. I actually did take away from it. That they are spreading the ball around, they're not really fo- focused like mainly on one person. Uh, Zachary Pascal, he had a, a decent game, um, but there was a whole bunch of reception spread out across the board. Um, if we talk Aaron Rodgers, that I'm not nervous. I got to talk about Matt Ryan. Um, I'm a little nervous. Except about Matt Ryan. I am nervous mm-hmm. looking at this game. I had written when we get to the review. I'd written. Um, that it looks like he lost some zip on the ball. Mm-hmm. And then I also wrote, or Julio Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I think that does go uh, hand in hand. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is on this list. You drafted him, hoping that he was going to be great. Um, this does not look promising. Obviously, you're not dropping him or anything like that. I don't know that you're trading him away or what people would be offering you for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Be a little bit nervous about this well, Atlanta because it's like is was Philadelphia's defense that good or was Atlanta's offense that bad? Right. Yeah, that, uh, that that scares me a little bit. I go with a little bit of both. I don't I don't think the Philly uh, defense is that good, but I also think Atlanta's offense looked pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, gross, gross. Um, another guy I want to talk about, Brandon Ayuk. I have him in, in one league and you obviously invested some draft substantial capital. draft capital. Mm-hmm. The things that I've been hearing about him today are really not good. About how he showed up and he was ready to go, but then he just kind of tapered off and was yes. kind of lazy. And, and he dropped he he dropped a couple roster spots mm-hmm. in the depth. You know he dropped in the depth chart, um, and then I heard things about hamstring injury. You know we we had mentioned last week he's kind of dealing with a hamstring, um, but I mean we're going to talk about uh, Trey Sermon was inactive for mm-hmm. this game, and nobody saw it coming. Right, and we still don't know why. I don't. I haven't seen any word on why. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I don't want to say he's a very confusing coach, but after this week, he's a very <laughs> confusing coach. Oh, absolutely. Coach. From what I understand is that they made him inactive to make room for like Elijah Mitchell and one of the one other uh, special teams guy. Um, Elijah Mitchell ended up being thrusted into the running back role, but he needed that room to have those guys on special teams, which is why they put Trey Sermon as inactive. So, But would you put your second running back on the depth chart as your inactive very confusing like Michael hasty had a touchdown mm-hmm. I would think he, he Trey sermon would have had a touchdown as well 
Yeah, I mean, there might be more to it, but it's like, why don't you make light of the situation? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried, if I'm being 100% honest. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I know, I know I've been trying to trade for Ayuk mm -hmm. in a dynasty platform. I don't know that I want him in redraft. At this point, uh, this isn't like get what you can get out of him, but this is enough to make me a little bit nervous in redraft platform. Um, anybody else we want to talk about? We talked Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton. Oh, Cortland Sutton. This is, this might be a one week thing. I mean, with uh, Jerry Judy going down to injury, you could just see an uptick on him, you know, for the weeks to come. Right. Marquez Callaway. That one concerned me because, uh, I mean, the rapport that Winston and him seem to have had in uh, preseason was non-existent. But with Alexander for the Packers covering him, that might have been the only bright spot on that defense. So that right. might have been why. So yeah, maybe, maybe not get rid of him yet. No, wait a week or two mm -hmm. and see what happens. Um, James Robinson. That I that makes no sense whatsoever. Carlos Hyde getting the like the majority of the workload. Uh, I I just I didn't understand that, but I don't I I feel like I'm not going to understand a lot of Urban Myers things for the remainder of the season. Yeah, this was the one thing. Uh, like when I talked to, to JJ, I know he's a big James Robinson guy. This is the thing that I was worried about mm -hmm. because Urban Meyer coming into the NFL, he got rid of Gardner Minshew. I already don't like him. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you burnt that bridge. So, so this is a guy. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. I think James Robinson should obviously be the running back one. All, all right. I mean, there's nothing on the that... team. You know, it's. I don't know what he's doing. I don't get it. They went out and got uh, Travis Etienne in the first round. I didn't get that. I, I don't know. I'm very. I, I don't know. What's Did he going try on to get him to come to his college back in the day? And James Robinson said no, and he has like a personal vendetta against him. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I mean, hey, you were great last year, but hey, why don't you sit behind this guy that was great four years ago? Oh man, yeah. I'd be a little bit worried. I don't. I don't know what to do with James Robinson at this point. You got to hold on to him. Well, right, just, yeah. You know, you probably have him as a running back two or a running back one if you went zero, zero RB mm. in your draft. Um, but at this point, almost hit the panic button. Maybe not quite. Just hover your finger over and around the panic button. But don't <laughs> press the panic button. Just have it ready. All right. Let's get into some uh, waivers of the week. Waivers of the week. Here we go. Um, let's go. I'm going to go right down the trending. Um, most picked up players mm -hmm. on sleeper, Elijah Mitchell, Mark Ingram, uh, Tim Patrick, Christian Kirk, uh, KJ Osborne, wide receiver for Minnesota, uh, Juwan Johnson, tight end slash wide receiver for, he's confused. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet for the saints. <laughs> Zach Pascal. Uh, Tyler Heineke, um, and that's kind of the end of the list. That's pretty much the newsworthy ones. If you go down deeper, you'll see like Sterling Shepard and stuff, but this is classic Sterling Shepard from week one where it's like if you give him a lot of workload, he's going to do just fine. Um, the Elijah Mitchell one, I'm not buying into that. A lot of people are jumping aboard that ship, but like you said, I think Trey Sermon's going to be – Back in the fold next week, and then Elijah Mitchell will be back on special teams. Mark Ingram, I think 
that's kind of uh, investment. It's just nobody thought he was going to be the number one, and it looks like that. Who's the, I mean, it's the number one in Houston. I know I get it, not exciting, but he looks like the no, number one nonetheless. It's going to feel gross tomorrow when uh, you see that you were the one that got Mark Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's a pickup nonetheless. I mean, oh, right. the guy, he almost had 30 touches. Oh, I know. They, Against Jacksonville, I, I understand it's a bad offense, but 30 touches anywhere in the NFL is something to think about when it comes to fantasy. I know this is a little early to state this, but they are playing Cleveland next week. I know. So <laughs> keep that in mind that if you're expecting the same thing out of Mark Ingram next week, I definitely would not um, go in there with that kind of mindset. Some other guys um, I'll talk about. To me, is there any wide receivers that are worthy of being picked up? Well, Tim uh, Patrick, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. And if and it's in like a deeper league, but Tim Patrick, I mean, he was great last year for fantasy. You know, um, uh, with the kind of messy quarterback situation, but with uh, Jerry Judy being out, somebody's got to catch the ball there. If it's not Corlin Sutton, it's gonna be probably Tim Patrick. Yeah. So at running back, we have Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you're not about him. I'm not, but some people might buy I, into that. I kind of am, just because I, I don't know what the Trey Sermon deal is. Mm-hmm. And obviously with uh, with Moster going out for the season, this I don't want to say this black this backfield is wide open, but uh, this is a team that uses a bunch of Well, they have a backs. bunch of running backs. And I mean, if you get Elijah Mitchell, I think, and if he is performing – I'd be surprised if it lasted all year because, I mean, uh, you got Hasty there. You got Sermon whenever he decides or whatever they decide that he's active. But then there was another running back. Who am I thinking of that's on the uh, the pup list right now for the 49ers? Jeff Wilson. Wilson, yep. So it's like it's going to be even more crowded in a couple weeks. But, you know, yeah. if you feel like uh, gambling and using some of your fab on it, fab, fab on it go ahead, spend some money. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, there's one league. Uh, hopefully, I'm not kind of outing myself uh, in that one league. There's one league where I don't have Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. on my IR. That's a stash that I've been I've been talking about since mm, a couple weeks couple ago. Couple weeks ago. This Raheem Mostert news just makes that a little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. So after the waivers run, I'm gonna go so I don't have to use my waiver priority. I'm gonna go pick up Jeff Wilson. I'm gonna stash him on my IR. Mm-hmm. I recommend anybody else not in a league that's with me to do the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to see what league this is. I'm going to check my redraft. There he is. He's sitting in. No, I don't know. I'm just joking. But, he, oh. but it's probably right. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you're going for there. Um, oh. No, I'm just claiming him off of waivers while you're talking. Who's the, who's the backup running back in New Orleans? Um... T. Jones. What's his first name? I want to say Tommy, but that ain't right. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jones Jr., uh, his yes. first name is Tony. Tony Jones, Tony yes. Tony Jones. Tony Jones, Kenneth Gainwell, Mark Ingram, Carlos Hyde. That's kind of gross. Uh, Latavius Murray, if he is not picked up yet, I believe are the pickups of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Hyde This feels like. I mean, Mark Ingram is gross. Carlos Hyde's pretty gross. Mm. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be picking up Carlos Hyde. Mark Ingram, maybe he's 
Yeah, I feel like you have to. Like, if you wake up tomorrow and nobody has taken Mark Ingram and you can get him for free, you kind of got to do it, don't you? Because he's the number one running back on a NFL team. And I think I think his total was 29 touches. Mm-hmm. Again, it was Jacksonville. But 29 touches nonetheless. It's a lot. Yeah, close. I got 26 touches, 85 yards, one touchdown. Yep. Uh, Latavius Murray, again, if he's out there, signed with one of the most rushing heavy teams of the NFL. Mm-hmm. So if he's out there, go get him. Get yourself some. All right, let's move into the week one review. Rub, 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 review. You don't have a drop for that? No, because the other one I have is the the <laughs> review, but that's that's for reviews of our thing. Oh, yeah. Of our podcast. Would be appropriate, though, I believe. Maybe. Okay. If okay. you want to. I mean, if you want to save it, I understand. You work hard for those drops. I do work hard for those drops. Actually, I just pretend I work hard for these drops. Are you going to do it? I'm going to do it. All right. Week one review. Review. Yeah, that yeah, feels okay. like <laughs> that feels good. Okay, that would be good. We we'll, we'll use that. Uh, Thursday night, the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers defeat the Cowboys thirty-one to twenty-nine. Uh, quarterbacks are fantastic. We already talked about them. Tom and Dak. Uh, Mike Evans. Uh, we talked about him on the Jack Legs list. Right. This is classic. Uh, Mike Evans. Don't. Uh... That 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 uh, what you call button we were talking about? Panic button. Panic button. Don't be pushing that. I almost said abort button. I I kind of am. I I don't <gasps> I don't have them anywhere. For me, I don't have them anywhere. But looking at what Rob Gronkowski did, mm. what Antonio Brown did, and that uh, that Chris got Chris Godwin was I mean far and away the number one target, mm. and Antonio Brown was kind of the deep threat. I mean, they were talking about how Tom Brady and Antonio Brown like lived together and they ate cereal together. You know, Did they share a bowl. I don't. <laughs> but I feel like that used to be the Gronk thing, and then Gronk is still on this team. Mm. Mike Evans, to me, I don't want to say he's the odd man out, but it kind of feels that way. This is like if you're looking at Mike Evans compared to Tyler Lockett. You drafted Mike Evans like two rounds higher than Tyler Lockett, but I feel like at this point they feel like they're the same player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, not that I wouldn't have drafted him, but if you can trade him away to someone equal or at this point you can't get him for a more value. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'd be trading him away for, but I feel like if I could trade him away for anybody kind of in close value i would be all right and i mean you can try pitching it to somebody low in your league too that just likes you know name recognition like oh crap mike evans but may not have really paid attention to the week's output you know yeah i take advantage of people like that sometimes (laughs) uh zeke uh was on the jack leg list he to me was a trade for target i have actually offered a couple trades in a couple different league for zeke Mm -hmm. this is a week one against tampa bay you know not that he didn't look good. They really didn't give him a lot of opportunities. No. I mean, he was on the field a lot. I mean, great pass blocking, but pass blocking, you don't get points in fantasy football. If you are the Zeke owner and you are holding on to him, uh, go get Tony Pollard if he's out yeah, there. Yeah, you might as well handcuff him. I I don't know that you're going to get him on the waiver wire at this point. I believe he's probably owned in a lot of leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, I would definitely go out and get him for that just in case. Uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Sadie Lamb were outstanding. If you had any of those guys, mm-hmm. uh, this was a sweet, sweet 
beginning of the season for you. Heck yeah. Um, Antonio Brown was a draft steal, man. Oh yeah. Looking at I it mean... now. Oh man, where is it? I can't find it. <laughs> if I could turn back time. Yeah, I would totally uh, grab as many shares of Antonio Brown as I could. I wish I would have as well. Mm. I don't know that I have any. Uh, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> no. But I'm uh, happy for the people that do have them, unless you're playing me. then. Uh... Yeah. The Tampa Bay backfield looks to be a headache. We kind of already talked about that, but that was in my notes. Gronk, too. I also have my notes. Mm. They're probably all going to be headaches. Mm-hmm. But if you have Gronk, you're probably happy. I don't know if you're starting them every week, but... I mean, if he keeps putting up anything close, I can't even say that. He he was outstanding this last week. Mm. But if he's getting anywhere from, you know, 8 to 15 points, you'd be super stoked at that at the tight end position. Um, moving on, the Philadelphia Eagles defeat the Atlanta Falcons 32-6. We can skip everything on the Falcons side of the ball. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, everything great about Philadelphia this week, I have asterisks by because it was Atlanta's defense. Mm-hmm. Hertz looked really good against the bad defense. Again, I have the notes. Ryan, Matt Ryan looked like he lost some zip on the ball or Julio. Mm-hmm. Already said that. Um, but the weirdly thing, the weird kind of shining stars that I've seen out of this game, Miles Sanders, 15 carries. He had uh, four receptions out of five targets. It it looks like, again, bad defense. It was the Falcons. I want to I want to preface that. But. Miles Sanders looked really good in this game. And it looks like they might be using him finally the way that he should be used. In like he offense. was used two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, oh, yeah, it helps you win. Yeah. Turns out. This then, guy's kind of a good football player. Right. And then I think uh, with Kenneth Gainwell, too, I think that was a good one-two punch for uh, right. Philadelphia. I mean, the, like uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be Scott in the backfield, uh, you know, giving uh, Sanders some relief. But... Uh, Scott was like a no-show, and it was all the Gainwell show. Yeah. yeah. Mike Davis looked like he had a true uh, workhorse load. I mean. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we were kind of expecting out of him. Um, his his carries and stuff might have been. Uh, he had 18, you know. 18 touches total, 72 yards. Uh, Cordell Patterson, looked. he also looked pretty good. He had a lot of speed. You know, he had seven carries, uh, 67 yards. Uh, when I was watching parts of this game, I thought Mike Davis, he looked good. Cordell Patterson also looked good. Um, Mike Davis, obviously, still the guy to have there. Um, but he looked good. I mean, on a bad matchup where they got behind really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked what i seen from Mike Davis. So, you I think I, Patterson? No, Davis. Oh, I thought you were just talking about Cordell Patterson. Well, Yeah. Both of those guys were shining stars in a they, pit known as Atlanta. They looked surprisingly good. I mean, like I said, it was a it was a negative uh, game script where they got behind and they got behind early, and they were still using Mike Davis, and he looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Smith, solid outing. Yeah, he looked legit. I mean, uh, he had six receptions on eight targets, seventy one yards, one touchdown. And he looks like they're number one. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Rager looks improved from last year. Yeah, one game, you know, whatever. But he looks 
I mean, last year, last year he was kind of the turd of the whole, you know, draft. <laughs> of that rookie uh, draft class for yeah. wide receivers. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, he looks improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he on? I don't know if he's owning a lot. Of, he probably is. Yeah. In deeper leagues, yeah. Somebody probably took him as a flyer on there. Um, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts were underwhelming. Calvin Ridley didn't make the Jack Legs list, but I mean, you drafted him in the second round mm-hmm. as your wide receiver one, hopefully, you know, potential number one wide receiver on the year. If things keep looking like this, that's, that sucks. I know. I've already tried to trade him away after week one, <laughs> just because I'm so scared of what's going to be coming up. What, what kind of targets are you looking for when you're trading him away? Well, I tried to package him. Uh, I actually have Matt Ryan in my other league uh, with Ridley as a stack. And I actually tried to trade him for another stack. It was Aaron Rodgers and Devante. Adam. Oof. Yeah, it was shot down. Yeah, I would say pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh uh beats Buffalo 26 to 16. Uh this was a rough day for Buffalo. That defense looked really good against a throw heavy Buffalo offense. Mm. Which was what you expected out of Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's D hasn't skipped a beat. They're still just as dominant as they were last year. Yeah. Uh, as far as Josh Allen, I feel like you weren't happy. He got 15 points. No, no. But I mean, it, it's against Pittsburgh. Right. You know, the only players on the bills you were happy with was Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, and the kicker, Tyler Bass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kickers are people too. I mean, yeah, come on. But I mean, when you're looking at Kate, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, those are guys that you probably didn't start week one. No. Yeah. You know, they they were on your bench, and yeah, you weren't happy about that. Um, Zach Moss was another surprise inactive. Yeah, that was kind of like a last-minute thing. I was kind of surprised to hear that, and then they gave uh, Singletary the majority of the workload. It's And they were saying that they thought Matt Breida actually looked better than Zach Moss. That's what they were saying on, on Sunday morning. I'm like, where did that come from? No kidding. And it's like I knew Matt Breida was there, but it's like, what kind I didn't of know he made the fifty-three man roster. Bad, bad reporting. Are we getting this year? <laughs> I don't know, man. These people got to pick it up. We need our info a little bit sooner. I'll have to call some big analysts uh, and get this ahead of time. Devin Singletary, he looked, he looked decent. Yeah, he did good. I mean, uh, not that you want him, but I guess at, as of this, as of this point, if you want of, if you want one of these running backs on this team. He might be the one to have. Oh, right. It's like when you're expecting to be disappointed and then you're not totally disappointed. It <laughs> kind of feels good. The New York Giants defeat. I'm sorry. The New York Jets defeat Carolina. No, they didn't. The New York Jets Lost were defeated to Carolina, to Carolina <laughs> 14 to 19. Yep. Uh, Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold look like they fit in mm-hmm. with the uh, respected offenses or with the Maybe not respected options. <laughs> uh, Christian McCaffrey. We already talked about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I have this is in my notes. CMC gonna CMC, <laughs> and he is definitely CMC. In uh, look, Robbie Anderson had three touchdowns all last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went one for three for 57 yards, touchdown, one play, 57 yeah. yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, more or less, that made him look pretty desirable. Yeah. What are you doing with him right now? If you have him. Right now, seeing him, I mean, with essentially, I mean, there were games where uh, CMC was active last year, but you didn't see the kind of hit that I think Robbie Anderson is going to see throughout the year. 
but in week one, I I, I honestly think that this is the way it's going to go. He's going to maintain that kind of New York Jets yeah. role that he used to have, and he's going to be a bummer a, for him. He's going to be a hit and miss kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was one of the guys that I was excited about this off season, and then my brain started working. And I was like, my brain started. But working. Christian McCaffrey's there, and he's going to be the number one target in mm-hmm. that offense. And DJ Moore's still there, and he's probably going to get his shares. You know, so we're looking at Robbie Anderson as the third target with a Sam Donald quarterback. Yeah. Team. So I'm like, Ugh, this to me is a trade away target. If you can post them on the block and someone will go for them, I would. I would see which what people are going to offer you for Robbie Anderson. Um, oh, right. And as we stated, people don't dive in too deep and they see that his output was 12.2 uh, for points in week one. That looks pretty desirable. Right. And, and then it's like, then you pulled one over on him. Right. Uh, Corey Davis, we already talked about him. He had two touchdowns. Uh, pretty good game for Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you're a little bit nervous, but I'm, I, I like it. Okay. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings were defeated by Cincinnati 27-24. Uh, to This was an overtime game. Yep. This was kind of fun to watch. Towards the end. In Towards the beginning, the it was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have uh, Adam Thielen. He still looks like the number one receiver, at least for Chris or for Kirk Cousins. Um, he had one more target than Justin Jefferson, right? So, and and like I said, when it came to those third downs, there was some big plays that they needed to make. Uh, Kirk Cousins was looking to Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon had thirty three touches in this game. Yeah, total workhorse dominance. Yeah, this was what you were hoping for when you you got him late Mm -hmm. in the second round or anywhere in the second round, really. Um, So, I mean, hopefully this is the mix and we've been waiting for for the last two years. It was last year. Was it only two years? It feels like he's been in the... Yeah, yeah. it feels like he's been in there forever. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan had six touches, so that's, you know, whatever. This was one thing. The Vikings had 12 penalties <laughs> for 116 yards. That may have affected the outcome of this game. Just a little bit. Uh, Jamar Chase was another thing I wanted to highlight here very quickly. Um, he was Joe Burrow's number one target. Which is very surprising because yeah. uh, during the preseason, I was like, ooh, Jamar Chase is going to be a bust. But then it turned out that he was a, a surprising shiny star in this game. Yeah, if you got Jamar Chase late, it's looking like you might have a lottery ticket right now. The San Francisco 49ers defeat the Detroit Lions 41-33. to This was uh, very shockingly a very good game. It got excited um, after the injury to, what was his name, Jason Burnett? Yeah. Yeah, after that it seemed like the Lions started moving the ball at will and started closing the gap pretty quickly in that one. Yeah, it's got, it's got exciting. Uh, again, rookie Elijah Mitchell Stepped up. Uh, he had 104 yards, one touchdown. He had 19 carries. Jermichael Hasty. Um, he one carry for three yards, one yeah. touchdown, and he caught his only uh, target for 15 yards. Yeah. So it, the numbers look better than what it actually was. But yeah. Still, nonetheless. Uh, Debo, we already talked about him. He's really good when he's healthy. George Kittle had a good day, if not for the fumble. Um, the one big thing. Um, I think we should talk about is Trey Lance went in uh, when Jimmy G got to the red zone. Yeah, they did their best uh, New Orleans impression by uh, yeah. swapping out a quarterback and um, close to the goal line and 
you know, then Lance got the touchdown there. Yeah, Trey Lance went one for one, five yards, uh, five yard touchdown. Uh, at this point, Jimmy G, you can't start him, right? Like, if you're in a two QB league, if you're in a super flex, you, I mean, what kind of what kind of confidence do you have with Jimmy G when stuff like this is happening week one? It's it's yeah that I mean we had talked about the double headed uh quarterback monsters that uh are lurking out there and uh we got to see it on display in week one and it's I I I don't know what to think of it because it's like it's Jimmy G's job to lose but it's like the uh, the the gadget usage of uh, Trey Lance is already out there so it's really hard to say. This is gonna be too early to to really talk about but. Is Jimmy G traded before the trade deadline this year? Mm, no, you don't think? So? I don't think so. I mean, that'd be that'd be a surprising move because it's like, I mean, I know you want to give Trey Lance, you know, the wheel and let him drive away, but it's like, I don't know. Jimmy G was really good at being a backup quarterback in New England, so it's like <laughs> if he he probably be a really uh good backup quarterback in San Fran if He's it comes to that. Very expensive backup. Yeah. That's true too. I mean, I mean, if you can get, if you're gonna load that contract somewhere, I mean, by all means. But who's gonna pay that much for Jimmy G? Yeah, I don't know. Food for thought. Denver might. Yeah. I heard. That's I, where I Rogers seen, is going. I, so so yeah. I seen a thing that they're they're kind of saving up after this season. They're they're gonna go they're gonna go really heavy after Aaron Rodgers. After Maybe not season. after week one. They might not. Be. Yeah. Right. But you know, you know, whatever. Um, Jared Goff, Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift, and TJ Hawkinson were a very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. These might be the only guys that are worth uh, rostering on this uh, Detroit team. Right. Like, total, you know, anything. Is there any wide receivers that you're interested in? No. Nah. Amon Ross, St. Brown. I've seen a lot of people taking him late, but, I mean, it was the 49ers defense. Yeah. That, you know, so, that they were I mean, going against. That but, from, yeah. But, like, still the receivers, nothing. I mean, Hawkinson is their receiving game. Right. So it's like until one of these other guys step up, I'm not it looks, using any it looks on like, any of them. It looks like this this offense really should go through Hawkinson and the running backs. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, when they're throwing the ball, it probably should be to Hawkinson or the running backs, which actually fits Jared Goff really well. Oh, right. <laughs> So, oh, they're geniuses. <laughs> uh, moving on, the Jacksonville Jaguars were defeated by the Houston Texans. Mike Ingram had that 26, uh, 26 touches. I thought it was 29, it was 26. Still, that's that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have the touch count here. Mike Ingram was 26. Phil Lindsay was eight. Uh, David Johnson was six. Uh, David Johnson had that touchdown. Um, to me, Oh, I can't. I got to talk about that next week. <laughs> but um, Trevor Lawrence, I was watching the film here. Trevor Lawrence, I didn't see. I didn't watch a lot of Trevor Lawrence, but I seen the highlights of this game. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, that dude can throw on a rope. Dude. Oh, dude, no, he's got a cannon on him. I mean, the numbers don't depict, uh, you know, what you saw while watching the game. Uh, but he had three like rookie interception yeah, mistakes, yeah, and you'll get that. But uh, this is week one. Mm-hmm. I mean. What did we say? This is the first loss for him in the regular season he didn't since lose high school. In, he didn't lose in high school. He didn't lose in college in the regular season. So this is his first regular season loss. He lost to Houston. He lost to Houston. <laughs> I don't know what kind of, you know, yeah, I mean, guess take that for what it is. But is this, is this the uh, 
the toilet bowl super bowl is this the battle for the number one pick and jacksonville just won it again <laughs> what are they gonna do take a running back next year in the first round i mean i don't really know <laughs> okay maybe you should look towards the defense uh you know like you should have with your other number one pick this year yeah maybe that would have been more beneficial for your team uh dj chark was a pleasant surprise he had 12 targets yeah it was nice to see dj chark back in like he only had, element he only had three receptions but he mm-hmm. had 12 targets yeah that's 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 the that's what I like right there is the target share there. Yeah. Uh, when I mean, when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at DJ Tark, if you have him on your team and you thought, I don't know how many points he had, but it was probably gross. I imagine with three receptions. You gross. But if you see that 12 targets, you think, well, okay, that's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely be holding on to DJ Tark if if by any chance he is dropped for one of these other guys, I would be scooping him up real mm-hmm. fast. Oh, absolutely. Um, Seattle defeats Indianapolis 28 to 16. Russ had five touchdowns. Um, Jonathan Taylor was the rushing and receiving leader. He had 23 touches and he mines at 15. So again, that was kind of an interesting thing we were looking at mm-hmm. uh, into this season with Neem Hines, what the touch you know difference was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both had five targets, both had four receptions. Had three touchdowns combined. But it's weird you didn't even pay attention to DK Metcalf because he was so overshadowed by Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyler Lockett obviously had two of those three touchdowns. Um, Zach Pascal was the only relevant Indianapolis receiver, right? And I think he's going to remain relevant. To tell you the truth, with Ty Hilton being out, I think they I might think so have too. found some kind of a relationship between him and uh, Carson Wentz, where I think that's going to be a he was a guy thing. we probably should have talked about uh, at the waiver segment. Oh, absolutely, and I actually had thought about it because he was a little bit way, a little bit uh, down further. Um, but that's definitely. I actually think that that would be would. in priority. That might be the one I'd be going after. Really? Yeah, it's it just with the T.Y. Hilton thing and Michael Pitt- Pittman not taking that huge leap forward that you'd like to have seen in Week One of his second season. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it depends on what what you what you're needing at this time. Obviously, if you need running backs. Be going after Tim Patrick or or Zach Pascal, I, I think. Right. Uh, Arizona defeats Tennessee in a really ugly Tennessee game, thirty-eight to thirteen. Uh, Christian Kirk is a thing again. We talked about. Uh, didn't see that coming. No, no, that was kind of a slap in the face because every. I mean, I know last year when we had talked about him. I always kind of swore him off as like. Uh, I mean, he was perfect on his receptions. Five receptions on five targets, seventy yards, two touchdowns. Um. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go after him just because of my personal feelings. I'm, I'd kind of be waiting for the Rondale uh, Marshall. I mean, what was his stat line? He had uh, four receptions on five targets, sixty-eight yards. Yeah, that's not bad for that's your promising. First, you know, appearance in the NFL. Right. Um, Chase Edmonds had twelve carries. James Conner had sixteen. Mm-hmm. That's something that people are going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, that was more of a shared backfield than I thought that it actually would be. Uh, Chase Edmonds did more with his carries. All right. He was like passing back and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what do I have? We talked about the Packers, um, how, you know, they sucked, but we're still <laughs> I'm not trusting gonna, I'm them. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Tennessee was the same deal. This yeah. was a fluke game for them. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about any of these guys, I don't think. Right. Um, the LA Chargers. Defeat the Washington football team 22-16. Austin Eckler, uh, we were worried about him with a hamstring injury going into this game. 
Uh, he had a touchdown in that, kind of saved his fantasy day. Well, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing to take away from that is no receptions. Not even yeah. targeted. That's a very not Austin Eckler-esque. Right. I didn't think I'd be able to say all that. <laughs> Gibson had 23 touches, though. Yep. That uh, was big. Yeah, he also had a fumble, too. Uh, but Antonio Eesh. Gibson, I mean, you know, it, it, it was – it was he don't worry about him. He's going to be just thinking fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Mike Williams had a big day. He had 12 targets. Keenan Allen had 13. Uh, Mike Williams – yeah, yeah, Mike. Eighteen point two fantasy points. I know, and I mean, it's like this is the Mike Williams you've been waiting for for however many years. And yeah, if he could do this uh, each and every week, you'd be super stoked. But there always just seems to be a problem. I think the Chargers would be super stoked. <laughs> I mean, that to add that weapon, you know, the consistency of having another weapon across from Keenan Allen. I mean, that'd be that'd be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Cleveland uh, was defeated by Kansas City, twenty-nine to thirty-three. Uh, Chiefs going to Chief. <laughs> Chiefs are going to Chief. This is a comeback win for the Chiefs. Uh, everything that they did last year, it, they showed it this year again. Do you think they just gave them a head start in the game? Hi, like, okay, man. I just want to see if we can catch up to you. Well, we got up to you already. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, didn't take very long. No, but it did worry me a little bit because I was like. Okay, because like we had stated about the blueprint laid out by Tampa Bay and how you shut down Kansas City, I thought maybe that was something that was more real than my imagination. And then all of a sudden, oh no, wait, the Chiefs. Yep, they gonna do what they gonna do. Um, Baker Mayfield had no passing touchdowns. You weren't happy if you had him. Uh, Chubb had two touchdowns. Cream Hunt had one. Jarvis Landry had a rushing touchdown. Uh, OBJ was inactive with a knee injury this uh, during this game. Um. Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 17 touches um, in a catch-up game, really. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they had the lead, but I, I was they they probably, they probably put the ball in in the what you call it, the playmaker's hands. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. There was not really any real time for them to be kind of like, yeah. here, here, Clyde, here's some more. You know, we're playing catch-up like you had said. I, I, I don't have Clyde in a lot of leagues. I believe I have him in one. I'm trying to trade him away already. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I've been hearing in a lot of fantasy stuff is, you know, how how Andy Reid always has these big running back, you know, fantasy players. Mm-hmm. Um, all those running backs that Andy Reid has had, Patrick Mahomes was not on that team. That's true. That's, That's kind of how I feel about this at this point. That's is, true because he was a, a step up from like the Donovan McNabb of uh, – Andy Reid's offense when he was in Philadelphia. But, yeah, I mean. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then you're looking at who's who's next. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was against a tough Cleveland defense. Uh, so, in, again, he had 17 touches, which is promising. Um, but uh, I don't know what to think about him, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. I believe, I think let's wait and see what next week looks like as long as I don't train them away. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's wait and see what next week looks like. Um, maybe a little bit easier schedule next week. But, uh, yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, David Njoku and Austin Hooper. Uh, David Njoku had five targets. Austin Hooper had three. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at the Cleveland tight ends, uh, something to watch over there. 
Uh, Miami defeated New England 17-16. Jalen Wall had a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar had a touchdown. Damian Harris had 25 touches uh, and the fumble. So that's kind of the big thing that we're worried about here. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, there's probably not a ton to talk about here. Um, nah, No, I mean, I wouldn't panic on Miles Gaskin quite yet. Um, he had 14 touches, uh, 49 yards rushing, 27 in the air. It's one of those things where it's, I won't panic yet on that. No. Because they had a very specific game plan, I believe, to deal with the New England Patriots, and I believe they executed it and came away with the victory. Uh, Green Bay was... Uh, I think we can skip that one. We don't need to talk em- about that one. Embarrassed by New Orleans, 38-3. to <laughs> uh, Green Bay sucked. Uh, oh, they so sucked. It sucks so bad that we have to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even, even Jordan Love, 5 for 7, 68 yards, one fumble. You you wanted to make a statement like, hey, maybe maybe let's move. No, no, that that wasn't the way to do it. Yeah, Kamara out there doing Kamara things. Um, go get Tony Jones, like we said. Uh, Juwan Johnson had two touchdowns, um, and Marquez Callaway. We kind of already talked about uh, Juwan Johnson, two touchdowns. Right. You can play him at least on sleeper as a tight end. Any interest there? I actually own him in my dynasty league. Um, I did see that. In a and I was league, not so. happy about it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, when it's, did you do that? Because I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is a sneaky one." It's like a month or so ago. Really? Yeah, I was reading up on him. I, I, because I had read about how nice he was performing. Thank you, I appreciate that. But it's too early to tell with that because it's like, it's just one of those. I, I, I want to believe that he's going to be um, a bigger part of it, but. When Troutman's ready to roll, um, well, Troutman played. He did play, but and he did actually drop like his only two targets or something crazy like that. But I just, I want to believe it, but I just, I need a little more time. So he's gonna be, you know, warming up my bench in case I need to call him into the game. <laughs> um, Troutman had three receptions on six targets. Oh, he did have three eighteen catches. yards. Oh, so okay. nothing spectacular. Oh yeah, okay. But he did play. Uh, moving on, Denver defeats the New York Jets 27 to 13. Uh, Daniel Jones fumbled. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. What else is new? Yeah. Saquon had 11 touches, 11 yards. Um, we talked about him already. Melvin Gordon had 14 touches. He had a big touchdown play. Javante Williams had 15 touches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that's something to monitor. Uh, what are you doing if you have Melvin Gordon right now? What are you doing if you have Javante Williams right now? Uh, well, I'm going to hold Williams. Uh, Gordon, if you're not thrilled about it and you can see what's going to happen in the future, you want to sell high right now. You want to see if you can get something um, that will benefit you in the long run, uh, maybe at the same level as Gordon right now, because in all actuality, I do think Williams, because without that 70-plus yard rushing touchdown, they were pretty even. They, they were very even. I mean, that really padded the numbers for Gordon and right. you know, really gave you a lot of points during your week, but... I think the writing's on the wall in this one. I mean, you know, Williams outcarried him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to happen eventually. So sell high in Gordon. Don't panic with Williams. Sterling Shepard was a thing. Yeah, which is very Sterling Shepard-esque. Uh, he, he shows up when you throw him the ball. I mean, I, that's all there is to it. I mean, if you can trust the, that he's going to see more target share, then absolutely go grab him in waivers. If you're in the deeper leagues and you need somebody to plug in that wide receiver, yeah, go for it. 
Yeah, he was. He had the most targets on his yeah, team. Yeah, yep, he did. He had, um, and then second would be Darius Slayton. Yep, yep, and then way down the list is uh, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> which is this? I feel like this is backwards. I feel like this should have been a different order to things. But yeah, you know what do I know? Yeah, this will be interesting to see. Like, when is Kenny Galladay going to be a hundred percent? Like, I don't. How much did he actually practice? I mean, I feel like we just talked about him last week, the week before the season opener, that he's finally practicing. Right. I was surprised he was even playing. If I'm being a hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Actually, I mean, and then when I wasn't seeing his name flash on the screen, nothing like that, I was like, oh, he must be out today. No, he was there. It just seemed like he was out. If you could, would you trade for Kenny Galladay right now? It depends on what kind of a value I can trade away for him. I'm not going to go above his current value to get him, but I'd be interested. I mean, if because if he is still recovering from the injury and he still has that output of um, four receptions on six targets, 64 yards, it's not terrible. So no. it's like, well, and... Like we just said, he was the number three target right. on a game where he only practiced maybe a week. Right. So it's like, yeah, I mean, if I could if I could sneak one by somebody, I would. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, the L.A. Rams defeat the Chicago Bears. Chicago 34 Bears. 34-14. to 14. Uh, Cooper Cup is the number one for Stafford right now. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I really, really wish that I would go back in time. And <laughs> just like the Antonio Brown thing, I wish I would have got Cooper Cup and a ton more leagues. I don't think I have any of them. I also have no uh, shares of Cooper Cup either. They're saying that these two, uh, kind of in the same token as uh, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown, these guys are going on like mandates and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they said during the game, like, like, uh, yeah, these two guys are buddy buddy, going out to breakfast together and all sorts of stuff. That's kind of what you want when you, well, have yeah, you a, want that, you want that, that closeness, you, but, right? Yeah. You want to have that connection at uh, wide receiver and the quarterback, uh, and it showed. I mean, he was going after Cooper Cup a lot during this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was expecting more for from Robert Woods, but in all honesty, the touchdown for Robert Woods saved his fantasy day. Yep. Uh, otherwise, he, he didn't look – I don't want to say he didn't look good, but his fantasy output did not look good before no, that touchdown. No, he, he just wasn't really included in it. I mean, you know, uh, with the big plays out of Van Jefferson and, you know, uh, Darnell Henderson getting a lot of the workload. Because, I mean, you know, they were ahead. So it's like, you know, they, there wasn't – super need to pass the ball so it's like i i wouldn't panic with robert woods either it was uh it was kind of fun to see matthew stafford having fun playing it football. was yeah he looked like he was having a good time i mean like wait a minute i have all these guys i could throw to why not although the lions are looking pretty good right now um the only thing i wanted to point out was david montgomery deserves more touches he looked absolutely really really good Oh man that dude he does not go down on the first hit it is fun to watch montgomery because it's you can see he wants it he's he's totally transformed from uh like two years ago it's i mean last year you saw him get ahead of steam and totally earned his his position that he's in right now but he just looks great yeah he does uh last game we're almost there kyle uh, the Baltimore Ravens defeat. No, the Baltimore Ravens wow. were defeated by were. the Las Vegas Raiders. But I could understand your confusion, though, because of the overtime and the back and forth fourth <laughs> quarter of this game. 
They defeated them 33 to 27. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr had 435 passing yards. He had an interception, but that was on Willie Sneed. Mm -hmm. I was watching. Yeah, we know what you did, Willie. Uh, Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro were the number one and number two wide receivers on this on this Vegas. Right. On. If you want to go for it, I mean, Waller's the number one target. Waller read 19 targets. 19. That's insane. That's insane. If you're in a full PPR, Waller was the number one tight end. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, 10 receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. It looks like uh, maybe somebody was correct in saying Waller's going to dethrone somebody. I, I believe some, <sighs> somebody said something like that. And we're going to have to find out who said that. I don't know. We'll have to look back in the Crown archives. Crown genius. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Josh Jacobs, uh, look. He had two touchdowns, kind of saved his fantasy day. Yeah, uh, they were talking about him like the whole day, be- during, before the game. He's sick with something. He, I think he's dealing with some sort of toe injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeing him, he looked good, being sick and everything against a Baltimore defense. This looked really promising, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Even though you know his number was kind of inflated by the two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs looked really good. And I, to me, was he drafted in like the fourth round or yeah, something the, like that? Because of the Drake situation. His, yeah. Drake looked good. It. Drake looked good. Um, this isn't, this isn't a backfield I want to really run away from. Um, I don't think you can go out and trade for Josh Jacobs right now. Maybe you can. Maybe the owner is kind of, you know, in that same boat where they're worried about Kenyon Drake and maybe they're looking at the stat line and saying well the two touchdowns you know yeah made it look a lot better than it was mm-hmm. i wouldn't be afraid to have jacobs on my team in fact i have jacobs on my team in a couple leagues nice so i don't know how do you feel about that josh jacobs how do you feel oh josh jacobs yeah like you said i, I mean it was so many question marks up in the air about like the toe injury then they said the toe injury was fine he's questionable for illness i fully expected him not to be playing and then when I was seeing him out there, yeah, no, he looks good. He looks like he's still running with authority. I mean, the numbers don't really reflect on what the eyeball test gave him. Right. Um, and it showed that Kenny Drake was mainly the passing down back, which is what we kind of expected. So I do think that, you know, Josh Jacobs will still maintain a Josh Jacobs role. I think both of these guys can be relevant. I think so in their own. Uh, I mean, especially Drake in a full PPR. Right. For sure. Oh, that felt like it was long. It was long. <laughs> 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 all right that's all we got for you um was there anything that we missed kyle is it possible that we missed anything i do not believe so no i don't think so either no <laughs> all right thank you to listening uh thank you. my goodness thank you to listening <laughs> cheers to you <laughs> thank you for listening thank you to all our listeners you support us just by listening uh we we absolutely love seeing the feedback, like we already said. Um, seeing the five-star reviews, seeing the seeing the written reviews, all that stuff. I'm losing it here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, Anchor and the Brothers 3 of Oconto. Man, I'm hungry right now. Yeah, now I am. I wasn't hungry until I played the drop. Aww. It's going to be like that office thing where... Oh, yeah, when... Uh, when um. He does Jim the computer, does the computer shut down. and then Dwight reaches out for an Elton. 
Eltoin. <laughs> that drop, that oh yeah, that's gonna be like every time you ever hear if you ever hear, if you that, hear that song on the outside, radio. Yeah, outside of this podcast, you'd be like, man, I want some pizza. Well, why is that? Like it's just like, yeah, it's just like why is my why is my mouth need a pizza? <laughs> oh man, go get you some pizza. It is fantastic. Uh fantasty. It is fantasty. Um, there you go. That's all we got. This was a long episode, but football is back. I it's mean, back, baby. week one is done. Hopefully you won your week one matchup. Hopefully you are listening to us and appreciating all the input we are giving you. If you do not appreciate it, then don't worry about those reviews. We're doing fantastic. Just pretend that this podcast doesn't exist. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> we are the Fantasy Football Deliverment Podcast. Out. <laughs>